Hello, and welcome back to Pastoral Parsha. I'm Michelle Friedman. And I'm Rachel Yehuda. And we're from YCT Rabbinical School. And in each episode, we explore an aspect of psychology based on the Torah reading of the week. So we've come to the end of the book of Exodus. And today we're going to talk about the last portion, Pekude. And that's chapter 38, verse 21 through chapter 40. Right, and this is really a continuation of what we re- what we read about last week. But whereas last week we talked more about the different things that were built, uh, we're focusing a lot on the stuff that was made for the high priests, and particularly for Aaron, and the beautiful jewels, and all of those things that um, were made especially for him. Now, I think that when we in the modern age read this portion, and I would probably include to some degree last week by Yaquel as well, there's a kind of zoning out, maybe even a kind of boredom. We feel like we've heard this before in Truma and Titsave, and how interested are we really in the dimensions and the very uh, nitty-gritty specifications of all of the um, accoutrements, of the uh, tabernacle, of the garments, etc., etc. So I started thinking about that <laughs> feeling of boredom, because boredom is one of those uh, feelings that is just not simple. It's a complex kind of feeling. And usually it is a sign to oneself that there's some kind of conflict going on. There's some kind of anxiety, some sort of distress that you don't really want to kind of let out. Maybe boredom is a kind of a defense. And I think that in here, the conflict is the rupture that we've been talking about. The rupture between Aaron and Moses, between the people and God, between God and Moses and that sense of betrayal through the golden calf and the effort to repair. So in heading into the priestly vestments, Aaron's garments, we are right there in this very powerful ruptured relationship having to do with Aaron. Yeah, I I wouldn't call it boredom of what I feel. I kind of like the repetition. And I think it's very calming because again, Uh, we carry on with the theme that this part of the text has been divided by a very big traumatic cataclysmic event of the golden calf. The best thing you can hope for after a massive disruption is kind of the quiet, everyday boredom, repetition, and uh, things like that. What I find really uh, beautiful about this portion of the week is that Aaron gets restored as the high priest and the clothes are being made for him and this is really a very beautiful and uh, touching thing for me that the portion ends the book of Exodus with really a very beautiful thing here. I'm going to read you from verse 12, the very end of the um, book of Exodus, where after all of the things are done, after all of the clothes are made, after all of the instruments are assembled, 
God says, and you shall bring Aaron and his sons forward to the entrance of the tent of meeting and wash them with water. And you shall dress Aaron with the holy clothes and anoint him and make him holy. And he shall function as a priest for me. And you shall bring his sons forward and dress them with coats and anoint them as you anointed their father. And they shall function as priests for me. Right. And it will be for their anointing to be theirs as an eternal priesthood through the generations. It, it, it keeps going on till the end about this, till the end of the um, book. But to me, this is absolutely redemptive. After all the chaos that has happened, after Aaron really did not show stellar leadership um, with the golden calf, he's still the high priest. Absolutely. And this is attention that we see throughout the entire Bible and the writings and the prophets of people clamoring for different kinds of leadership. What's the difference between an inherited leadership, a monarchy, let's say, and a meritocracy? People who rise because they're excellent, let's say like Moses, who's unique and special, and then, but Moses's family does not continue the leadership. But then there's Aaron, there's the priestly class, which stands for time immemorial. The text really ends the book of Exodus by talking about the cloud covering the tent of the meeting and the tabernacle, because really the, the contrapoint to the golden calf is the tabernacle. And instead of the children of Israel making a god and getting all frenzied at making a golden calf, God had instructed them to make a tabernacle, and he will dwell in it. And so the book of Exodus really ends as if all is forgiven and restored. Right. And, and that God also, is restored to the place that he wanted to be in. And there are personnel who will continue this work, that they will be groomed, they will be deputized. Whatever their individual talents are or failings, they will be hopefully instructed, prepared to be the best priests that they can possibly be. It's very encouraging Torah portion from the perspective of true forgiveness and true restoration and just the ability to give second chances. And making a mistake is not, doesn't really render you um, useless for the position that you're, you're there to do. The idea here is really at what point do, you, do your mistakes catch up with you and render you not a good leader? And how many mistakes can you make and still continue to deserve to be in a leadership role? And I think that the idea of reinstating Aaron into this position is a way of letting us know that our leaders won't be perfect. Mm -hmm.